Dad, why do we have rules? Well, so people can live together in peace and harmony. Hmm. I don't know if we have too many rules or not enough. Maybe we have too many people. Then we need more rules. Then we have less freedom. What do we do about that? You just put your small thumb on a big question. Are the goddamn sheets that the thing's supposed to be? Hey there, everybody. Welcome to uh, the. I, sh- I should know this by now, shouldn't I? It's episode 17 of the No Wrong Answers Comedy Podcast. My name's Dave Martin. I'm your host, your producer. I'm the guy responsible for everything that you're going to hear for the next, ooh, let's say just over an hour, where I have. Um, with me, uh, three very funny uh, comedians, and uh, I'm going to ask them a series of questions, and then uh, we give uh, about ten minutes to y- answer each question, and then we move on to the next one. And the uh, three comics that I have on uh, this episode are uh, Faisal Butt, Jay Freeborn, and Drew Grav. All very funny comics, I'm going to tell you uh, where to find them in a minute. Uh, but first, I'm going to go through the questions. And um, that uh, we are about to answer. Uh, I know I've been late with a few episodes, so I'm releasing a whole bunch at once. I'm only going to promote them all. Uh, uh, hold on one moment. Uh, can you believe that someone was knocking at the door and I had to go away for a second? I literally had to pause the, the, the Zoom, the H6, and uh, I had to go into the fucking door. You know what I hate? You know what? It's like there was someone that was doing this uh, around the the election. A surefire way of of how to get not uh, how, or for to a surefire way of me not voting for you. You want to know how to not get my vote? Knock on my fucking door when like I I like houses. I got nothing against a house. I don't have a house. Uh, I have a I live in a uh, I live in a condo. And uh, you know one of the things about living in a condo is hey guess what. Uh, people shouldn't be knocking on your door randomly. That's that's at least a that's a, a a side effect. That's a nice little bonus about not having a front lawn or a back lawn or a you know a, some fucking space you can build onto. Anyways, someone was just knocking my door and they were running for city council. So fuck them. I can't. They're flyers over on the other side of the room. I, I'm as as pissed off as I am that they interrupted this process. I'm uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not so pissed off that I'm going to get up, get their flyer, and say their name on the air um, for this recording. My goodness. Uh, anyway, so, uh, anyway, so, uh, Faisal Butt, Jay Freeborn, Drew Grav. Uh, sorry for that little rant. Uh, I didn't mean to. Of course, I meant to get off on a rant there. I would have shut up much earlier if I didn't uh, want to say what I said. So, anyway, Faisal Butt, Jay Freeborn, Drew Grav are on this episode. All very funny guys. Uh, we answer five questions, and um, uh, and here we go. Here's question number one is, uh, if you had to host a TV show that already exists or has existed, um, uh, what TV show would it be? It can be anything you want. It could be game show, reality show, talk show, um, travel show, you know, uh, watch me make some shit in my garage show, um, but uh, it just can't be like a sitcom or a Law and Order. I think I say that in the episode. But what show would you like to host? And uh, question number two: um, If you had to go back to one of your shitty day jobs, uh, what would that shitty day job be? 
you know, you'd get paid well for it, but you'd be going back to one of your day jobs that you used to have. And uh, question number three, uh, if you had to break up with someone, uh, what method would you choose? And if someone was going to break up with you, uh, what method you, would you want them to choose? And question number four, um, if you had to have the career of any athlete from any sport in the world, what would it be? And think of, uh, consider the post-career as well. Uh, that would be a uh, something to consider. And um, number five, would you rather be caught urinating outside or buying magazine porn at a convenience store? All right, those are the five questions, and uh, we are about to answer them. And um, let's see. Oh, you can find Drew Grav uh, while doing uh, comedy spots all over Toronto, but uh, and uh, and wherever else Drew goes, I don't uh, I don't stalk these people. I don't uh, keep files on anybody. But um, you can find Drew Grav online at uh, Drew uh, underscore Grav on all platforms. That's what he told me. And uh, if you want to find Jay Freeborn, uh, you can just uh, type Jay Freeborn into any search engine and you will find him. Those were uh, the instructions given. And um, you can find Faisal Butt at uh, IamFaisalButt.com. So uh, that's how to get in touch with my guests and how to get in touch with me. Oh, my God. You can find me at DaveMartinWorld.com. You can find me at uh, Comedian Dave Martin on Twitter. And um, no, you find me at uh, Dave Martin World on Twitter and Comedian Dave Martin on Instagram. And you can find me. My Facebook page is Dave Martin is dealing with it. So uh, you can find me on Facebook that way. Anyways, that's enough about me. I got off on a little rant about some inconsiderate asshole that thinks it's okay to come into a building that you that you shouldn't be okay going into and giving me this fucking stupid for anyways here's the episode episode 17 no wrong answers comedy podcast let's have some fun and uh let's uh and then at the 10 minute mark I will ring uh, this bell, and then we will move on to the next one. Uh, this just makes it easier for me to edit. Um, uh, and uh, all the microphones are working, so here we go. All right, question number one. Okay, uh, if you had to host uh, a show that is either already on TV or has been on TV, and it could be anything from a reality show, game show, travel show, talk show, uh, and beyond, it just can't be like, hey, I want to be on a sitcom, or I want to be on a, like some, I want to be on Law and Order or something like that. But just like, just a range of any sort of TV show. I was just thinking like, tra- the one that, like uh, any sort of like travel show, like just the uh, Anthony Bourdain sort of style show. Well, I don't know if I want to do that now. It seems to push you places you don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed pretty yeah. comfortable with where he was going, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shout out an R.I.P. It's always uh, Fear Factor? I mean, Joe Rogan had the greatest setup. It not only made him incredibly famous, but he just smoked weed all day and then watched people do dumb shit and eat donkey dicks. Yeah. That's, that's pretty quality. That's gr- and the money is insane. Yeah. I always was... Uh, my One of my favorite things about Fear Factor was whenever they would actually tell you, don't try this at home. Like, everybody had a helicopter and a jet ski at their disposal <laughs> right. to do a crazy... St- you, know, you, know, you know that jar or of... just a pile of caribou balls just yeah. in the well, fridge. <laughs> we all have darkness in caribou testicles. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. You know, you know that box of Madagascar hissing cockroaches you have just lying about that you don't know what to do with? Don't eat them. Don't eat them at home. But that Within was the... a set period of time. Because <laughs> Rogan was kind of late on the whole marijuana uh, bandwagon. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he came in later in yeah, he life. Said he didn't so. start smoking until he was like 30 or something? Yeah, but I don't know. I think he, I don't know if he... Was he smoking at the beginning of the Fear Factor, or did he yeah, start? Yeah, I think he was. I, I think he was. I what? think so. And then I think Fear Factor really upped his consumption. That's what he right? said. Yeah, because yeah. I think he said, yeah. like in interviews, he didn't get high until like the second last episode of the first season, and then he said it was like a light bulb going off, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> I can just do this all the time." And then he was just blitzed out of his fucking mind for every episode after. Sounds like yeah. every guy in an unhappy marriage. <laughs> It's sort of, and I always, and it's not like you'd watch the show and you could tell if he was high. It always, like, I think, I think Mark Marin had a joke or someone used to have the joke of like, if you're high at your job and I can't tell that you're high, then that's perfectly okay. Oh, it's Brian Ward, isn't it? No, it's uh, Joey Diaz. Oh, okay. is that Joey Diaz? I, thought, yeah. I remember that from a Mark. I think I remember that from a Mark Marin or reworded from a uh, special yeah, his too. But, uh, but I, I'm always of that philosophy too. That if, if uh, you're fucked up at your job and I can't tell, then yeah, go for you it. Win. How about it? Yeah. Yeah. Whether you're a store clerk or a brain surgeon, <laughs> yeah, it's a wide net there. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, <Sniper>. <laughs> yeah, but then, then there's always that one part that if you do fuck up, then you just don't want to blame the, the joint that you just smoked. No, no, no. no. It's no. because you were afraid. Yeah. That's, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was the fear that got you. Holding someone's life there. So I think Fear Factor is a great, uh, that's, a, that's a, a, a classic one. I think that's a uh, that's always a great answer. Uh, Drew, actually, here let me first introduce everybody. Oh, yeah. uh, Jay, that was your answer for Freeborn. Uh, Jay Freeborn, uh, <laughs> uh, your answer was uh, Fear Factor. And uh, Drew, Drew Grab, yeah. uh, thank you for uh, being a part of the show. What is your uh, what is your show that you would? I'm gonna go a little bit old school here. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Gong Show from the '70s. Oh, that's a great because answer. Because the Gong Show was just the first round of American Idol and America's Got Talent, but that was just the entire show was just failure after failure after failure on national primetime TV, and you just get to be like, ah, look at these fucking assholes fucking up. And oh man, that'd be great. I would actually. The CIA. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even mind actually watching some of the original '70s Gong Shows yeah. to see. I don't know, just to see if they were like, I don't know if you could get away with a real show like that anymore, because I know David Tell had a version of the gong show for like one season, but... Uh, it would be really difficult. People would call you out for just like outright bullying and meanness, I think. What, what channel was... I did because I would watch the David Tell gong show. What was that on? I think it, it was, was on the Comedy Network. Comedy Network. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I guess it wasn't very good. Central, yeah. No one spoke about it. One Yet weird season. match game persists. <laughs> <laughs> That was just a cl- when that show clearly became just a vehicle to promote CTV shows. Yeah, that was just oh. like it looked like one of those great opportunity. It looked like a great opportunity to promote comedians, but then they were like, "Well, why should we bother doing that?" You know, coming yeah. up after Match Game, we've got Corner Gas, Corner yeah. Gas Animated, Corner and Gas Puppets, and Saving Hope. <laughs> What uh, and reruns of Reba? Do you guys ever remember the TV show, uh, the WB Superstar USA? No, I, it, no. It was it was essentially, uh, it was basically American Idol, or it was just like one of those sort of talent shows. But they purposely got the they purposely pa- uh, put the worst people onto the next round, and so it was like a singing competition show. 
and oh, they just I they do. got the worst people to go to the next round, and they just would just compliment them and tell them how awesome they were, and they were like, oh man. And the thing was that the the shittiest people totally accepted the compliments and thought they were genuine, <laughs> and just were like, oh yeah, okay, cool. This is like nobody was like, wow, really? You really like my singing? Because no one's ever said that before. That Everyone is so cruel. <laughs> I think it lasted it, yeah. two seasons or something. <laughs> no, too, they only right? it, it's, they only had one season. And I think it was clear that it was clear at a certain point there were some people that they realized, okay, this guy is, could go psycho if we keep keeping him around, so we'll just have to cut this guy. Oh. Because they then the three people that they passed on were, uh, uh, yeah, it was it was it was there were moments where it was kind of tough to watch, but uh, I would uh, I would support the Gong Show too. That would be a fun one. Uh, what uh, Faisal Faisal? But what uh, happy to be here. Uh, what would be the one uh, show that uh, you would enjoy uh, hosting? I think, okay, I think it would be, uh, if you remember a couple of years back, you know how they have The Bachelor, which is like, it's beautiful people having a hard time connecting with other beautiful people. <laughs> so uh, this this show is called uh, The Average Joes. Oh, yeah. And they would get this really beautiful woman and they'd bring her to the house and be like, we're going to bring out the bachelors. And then the dudes that would come, it would t- be 10 dudes that look like us, <laughs> that are not like the model types. And then she's like, what the fuck? She's completely sandbagged. And it is very fun. And then they fuck with the, the average Joes. Like halfway through the show, they actually bring in real hunks. <laughs> I remember this. And they have, to, and then the average shows are like, "What?" And then the girl's like, "Okay." And Wasn't it on that like, uh, it's like that was the birth Spike. Of, like, it was MRA, on Spike, right? I think they're all on Spike. All yeah, those yeah. Sort you of, you like, always end up there. Yeah, I think all the kind of shows where eventually you know that, uh, well, we yeah, the, where people are gonna eventually that could possibly snap, and uh, and and we could watch the the breakdown of of people on live tele or pre-recorded television. It was, it was like back when Spike's ads for the channel on TV was the sound of like a gun cocking, an engine revving, and then a woman going like, eh. it's like Spike TV. <laughs> we got tits, we got trucks, we got it all. Yeah, grab your balls, pussies, hit Spike. Well, yeah, it would be like tits, trucks, and then Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah. And, and then, then cops. Yeah. A lot of cops. A lot of cops. And each Godfather movie is shown in like a four and a half hour block because it has commercials <laughs> The uh, did you do you remember when they had the there was one show that they had called the Littlest Groom, where it was uh, is it midget? Yeah, midget. And <laughs> then they had a whole uh, the wee folk. <laughs> and the, and then all the female contestants were also midgets as well. And then uh, halfway That's through the dating the season, service, <laughs> but and halfway through, then they would bring in uh, to to mix it up a bit. They brought in three women that that were like of of average regular height oh, there were WNBA normies. and uh yeah the normies uh would uh, come in and when they thought that they were just going to be on like a bachelor style sort of show and they were all excited and then you could see this that their faces drop when they would come into the room and they would see who the bachelor was so that was this like oh, this, this like three foot five little guy who, whose name actually happened to be Glenn Foster. <laughs> oh, my no God. Shame. That's so uh, great. I might actually have I have I might have it on that's a DVD rich. somewhere. That's but now, it was legitimately perfect. Who wants to take money that midget Glenn Foster is also just as concerned about Sharia law creeping into <laughs> Canadian society? <laughs> I would bet on that. Oh, man. 
But remember, there was a. Do you remember? I think the one of the worst of those type of shows was. Uh, um, uh, it was called literally called uh, "Are You Hot." And <laughs> yeah, and they just had the like Lorenzo Lamas was one person. <laughs> sure. oh, man. Lorenzo Lamas, and then two other judges I cannot remember. But and it was literally just people would parade out, and then they would have these. It was essentially that segment that they used to have on the Howard Stern Show, yeah, where they would just evaluate people's bodies. But it was called "Are You Hot?" And at the end of the show. Uh, they would have this, these little interview clips with all the people that they cast away from that episode. And so you'd get these guys who was... There was one guy, I swear to God, who was like, listen, I don't know what was going on with this show. I, I know that I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a re- really like mean period where like we're te- like the reality television was just very like mean spirited and uh yeah, Iraq war. yeah i guess so right i guess that was some type of weird we didn't know what was re- uh, reaction to that didn't know which but way was that. yeah well yeah yeah the early 2000s were probably the best of the worst of reality television sure yes. yeah and that the uh, humiliation based idols getting up there and then and they had every form of like a uh, bad um Sort of like dating, sh- not bad dating show, but almost like, are you, like, are you gonna date my teenage daughter? Sort of show, or sure. or like they would have like teens hooking up their parents and having the interview, but like, yeah, just oh, every sh- possible. It was like they were spinning a big wheel of like different scenarios for people dating. Yeah, it was like it, like the the model for that was uh, what was it? Blind date, where it have like yeah. the VH1 pop up video shit. Where, right. like, yeah, like the guy would say something stupid and then it cut over to the girl and she's like, mm, and then like in her head, she's like, I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> it's just like watching people fail at meeting each other. Very entertaining. Chris Hardwick hosted that for years, right? Did he host that one or was it's, it uh, or the fifth wheel? Because that was another one, too. I can't remember. They're he, all and the, the one same. On the same. Chains of Love. Uh, or there's also... the cruise ship one with Jenny McCarthy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is he had the long hair. Yeah. <laughs> and they would just end up putting people in different scenarios, no too. <laughs> yeah. No one could have the HPV vaccine on that show. <laughs> but I'm surprised that there are more that more people don't want to host more game shows, because that's always like I always think if you're going to host any show, uh, probably you need the least personality with a show like Jeopardy. Where you're just reading questions off, because and you just you kind of have to be like like Alex Trebek is like a smarmy dick, like that's kind of his whole thing is that he's condescending. Because if the person gets it right, he doesn't have to prove that he knew the answer. You just be like, good work. And if they get it wrong, he's like, oh. Yeah, that's the classic. I have all the questions in front of me, and like, I'm still a smarty pants. See, that's why the Japanese are smart with their game shows. It's just all about punishing failure. <laughs> oh man, the best one is. Uh, Japanese game show is uh, I, I can't remember I think it translates to Is it chocolate And they're in a whole room And one thing in the room Is chocolate But it's dressed Like it's not yeah. So they go around And they have to bite stuff And they're only allowed To bite stuff Like biting and lamps and So stuff. they'll like Bite into like a doorknob And then all of a sudden Their face will change Because it's chocolate <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny man It's so great Because sometimes it's not And they're like Oh Because their teeth hurt Oh it's great And it's women and children It's, it's beautiful <laughs> Okay, question, next question, moving on, is um, what, um, let me just see here, what is, uh, um, what would be, if you had to go back to one of your shitty, shitty day jobs that you are hopefully not at anymore, and you had to do it for a year, and you would get extremely well paid for it, uh, what uh, shitty day job would that be? Let's go with Faisal first. 
Oh man, I've had so many shitty, shitty. A lot of them are they're very much call center based. Yeah. Right, and so the different campaigns either outgoing, but I will omit that. And I think the first one was uh, I was a mascot for this now defunct cookie company called Felix and Norton. <laughs> what did the mascot look like? It was basically like uh, like think like an English chef and then a French. So it was like. Monsieur Felix and Mr. Norton. Oh, was right? this like a Montreal? Like a yeah, it was. Coke yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I worked in the store, and then I actually worked as the mascot. But the campaign would be during the summertime, so oh. you're putting this huge, you know, like almost thirty pounds on you. There's Human no fans or anything, so humid ass Montreal summer. Yeah, exactly. And then and I, I would just be. Walking around holding a sign, giving people coupons. I ended up <laughs> my last ship. I ended up faking an injury. Oh, nice! I got sent to the hospital. Like, like the whole time I'm faking, just because I was like, I didn't want to finish the shift, and I couldn't. I was dying of like heat exhaustion. I I worked at Future Shop, <laughs> which for, you probably legitimately for, had. <laughs> yeah, I worked at Future Shop for three days. And two of the days were just training days, so I didn't even have to interact with the public. And I think they realized that they were going to have to let me go after my first couple of hours uh, being there. Why? And uh, they could just tell that I wasn't into it. Okay. I was just I was putting zero effort into a yeah, commission-based job. Yeah. And then also you quickly realize that some people are just made for sales. Like some people have that, like, I'm going to sell this guy a, a printer no matter what. Sociopaths. That just was not me. I just couldn't do it. And... Uh, and then also it was like the day that they were going to fire me was also the same day that I was going to quit. And I was just <laughs> like, and then I was just like, oh, should I quit at the end of my shift or maybe I should just quit like midday? And then they were like, uh, Dave, can we call you in the office for a second? I was like, this is going to be a great opportunity for me to quit. And then it was the same time that they were going to actually fire me. And then the look of disappointment on this one guy's face when he realizes that uh, he wasn't actually going to get to say you're fired because I was quitting in front of him. But I always wanted a mascot job. That wouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, was it like actually? Was it fun? It, I, so it wasn't. I even thought fun. it was going to be fun. I thought it was going to be like Mickey Mouse in Disney World. No, uh, <laughs> no, it was just a lot of misery. And I did, and I didn't smoke weed at the time too. Oh, that was also oh. so. Yeah, if I was, which probably would have been worse, been stoned and then just like yeah, this being extra stoned heat. Crap, yeah, yeah. Uh, but oddly enough, I uh, I had a job. I got the job at Future Shop, and they called me. He's like, Faisal, you got the job. Just one thing, you're going to have to cut your hair. And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you're going to need to cut your hair. And I was like, I don't want this job. <laughs> and I said, fuck that. Yeah. What's a, what, what year would have that have been? This? Oh, the mascot? Might no, have no, been, no, uh, the Future Shop one where they asked you to cut your hair. 98, oh 99, maybe 2000, something like that. See, I almost think nowadays you could get away with saying, I'm not going to cut my hair. I identify as a person with long hair. Oh, yeah, no yeah absolutely. Know, no yeah. It, like, unless it's now. like a health issue, there's no way they'd be able to tell you to do that now. You'd have yeah. to like, yeah. put it up or put in a, like, a hair net. <laughs> it's like, that's, I, like that thing about like how you, like, you didn't used to be able to have like exposed tattoos if you were in customer service. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Was that a thing that that you, was that was yeah, a thing that yeah. Tim Hortons had because I worked there when I was in high school and most of the people you wear the short sleeve shirt but anyone who had tattoos that went like below the upper arm they would give them specific like long sleeve shirts because they're like this isn't the image Tim Hortons is trying to put forward. What, yeah. what image? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't. Fat I don't, women. Yeah. Fat women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anytime yeah, I think of Tim Hortons, I think of chubby women serving me soup. Yeah. And it just w makes me so happy. <laughs> whatever. Whatever <laughs> so I think happy of. Happy 
soup. I love it. So like, hello. There's some there's some Tim Hortons's that I've been to where it just looks like there's a lot of men that are hanging out there all day because they haven't had the guts to tell their wives that they've lost their jobs. Yeah. And yeah. they're just going to Tim Hortons. I'm going to hang out here all day. And uh, then I'm going to come home at the time that I used to come home. And I'll just say that I had a great day at work. And uh, one of these days I'll tell my wife that I lost my job six months ago. Or, you know, get the courage together to kill the family. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. God. Be like John List all over again. Heck yeah. <laughs> the, or every wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think every as long as you don't die alone in a hotel room, you're doing pretty good as a wrestler. Yeah, that's uh, true. What uh, I used to I used to have a, a job at the Toronto Island, and then the uh, the um, the mascot that they had actually had a fan in the head. Amazing! That would, that would blow uh, just all day onto you while you were in the yeah. in the outfit. But then one, I mean, one time I did see the guy take his the the head off of it, and he was just drenched in sweat. But I still look at that guy going, like, that would be better than working with the public all day. <laughs> well, he's working with the public all day, isn't Yeah, he? but he, doesn't, he didn't have to talk to them. He just had to kind of wave, and he didn't yeah. have to even have a happy Ooh. smile on his face. Yeah. And, you know, you could, you could fake a lot of enthusiasm yeah. with you had, like, a big mascot head on. Yeah, yeah and like the, the employee barrier. handbook is, was also, like, a hilarious read. Where they would talk about, you know, like, when approaching women, you know. <laughs> oh, yes. Sort of don't keep, have your hands yeah, up. Like, you know, don't grope. Don't, you know, unwanted <laughs> touch. Which means like they that. had a guy. They well, had yes. some French Canadian yeah. guy. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, you yeah. want the cookie? I want the tea. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I'm wearing this squeezies? ridiculous costume doesn't mean I can't get laid. <laughs> this costume does not take away from the fact that I'm still a man. Yeah. <laughs> So you would go back to the, you, yeah. You would go back to the mascot game. I mean, this is paying out. a lot of money. Oh, yeah. paying, paying yeah. decent coin. Yeah, Take yeah. It off, and you're like, I'm making hundred k right now. And you put it back on. <laughs> oh man, six figures, full benefits, retirement package. Do you only for a totally. year? Only for a year though. But still though, I'm, I'm for it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jesus. What the, and uh, and Jay? What would be a shitty day job that you would go back to? Man, if I could make like a hundred k or more, I would love to go back to dog walking because that's the reason I left is because the money was crap for for being outside. It just didn't make sense to be outside all day, every day, regardless of weather for crap money. But if I could make a bunch of money, it's not really a funny answer. I just kind of miss hanging out with dogs all day and like smoking weed and talking shit and listening to audiobooks. Yeah, if I that's it. Like I would love to do it again, but only if the money was insane. Yeah, well, in this scenario, the money is great. Yeah, so. hell's yeah, dog walk again. Well, what what's like another shitty day job that you actually had that you, I suppose, would go back to? I used to work at Value Village. See, how was that? It was weird in that. Uh, just sadness. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just a never surrounded by sadness. sadness. Well, sadness the thing is, is that like I worked at the one that was in Oakville, and Oakville's like the highest property value in Canada. So it would be really poor people coming to get stuff that rich people threw away. Right. Oh. And also, like, we had weird employees. Like, that's the thing that made it interesting is that, like, my um, my former boss, his name was BB. He used to be a sheriff 
in Alabama, and he would never tell us why he quit. And I'm almost positive he killed a black guy. Oh, like, okay. The way he would talk about it. And then we had this one chick who would come, and she tried to why fuck everybody at the that? store. Hold on, let's not gloss over the fact that you think, you suspect. Yeah, some clanned-up sheriff is managing a value village in Oakville. And also that, that, like, it's a passing thought. Like, you didn't go home and Google and research this guy. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, Make a couple of calls. <laughs> well, I would always be like, why did you leave being a sheriff? Because, like, it was great money. He'd always wink at me. And I'd always be like, oh, I know what that is. <laughs> like, he was on the take. Well, it's always weird whenever you're like, because I, I worked a, a couple of security guard jobs like a million years ago. And then you'd always meet people that you could tell that they failed one or two questions oh. on the uh, the police officer's exam. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, they are, then they're desperately trying to justify being in the private sector security business from there on in. You know, there's always like a lot of like, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, ups and uh, of, of being in the uh, the private sector as well. And I was just like, uh, you fucked up and you still want to be a cop. Yeah, still you squeezed yeah. your pencil too hard and broke it or something. Yeah. You're fucking you know, you're uh, yeah, you're just a uh, you. You wish you had a gun on on your uh, on your side and and not just a can of uh, um, pepper spray. It was just when they fucked up on the question, "Why do you want to be a cop?" To show them all, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, justice. justice. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> my justice. <laughs> I actually did uh, weird corporate acting and and uh, I haven't done this in a while, but I would go to this police college. And I'm like an actor, and it's, it's like a it's like a real world scenario where they have like fake storefronts. Oh yeah, oh. And yeah, you know it's like so it looks like a makeshift sleep uh, like street, and so there's a car, and so I'm playing a crackhead who's also a schizophrenic, off his meds, and I have a plastic bat. I'm supposed to be like swinging around, and I have like a script that they told me. But you got that, a, a backstory too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and a, and a safe word. <laughs> And the cops are being assessed on how they handle that situation. And they told me, like, what I'm supposed to do. And then, you know, like, basically the cops are uh, just graded on that. And so basically, like, I swing it out and pretend like I'm tired. And then they come over me. <laughs> and then my code word was, uh, uh, the safe word was November. So I'd be like, November! And then they get their hands off. And then we spend an hour debriefing. So they'll be like, hey, Officer Johnson, why did you have your hand near your holster? Oh, and he's like, oh, well, the guy's got a bat, you know? And I was, like, nervous for my partner's life. And they're like, why wouldn't you use... Yeah, why wouldn't you use your taser? Why would you have to go with the gun? So it was, like, really interesting to see that. Um, hence, like, that van attack, you know? Like, that guy was faking... He was trying to do suicide by cop. Yeah, he was and that cop did not shoot him, whereas in the States... Great. Yeah. That guy was, he was already... Because a traffic cop. That's why he didn't shoot him. Is is that why? Was he a... He was a traffic enforcement officer. No, nah, but there's still, there's still some... You know, like, there is still extensive training with a gun, regardless. Yeah. He's just insulting the, the traffic cop. And he the guy, yeah, exactly. wasn't a white cop. Uh, well, you know what? And as we all know in Toronto, only the white cops murder people. It was funny to see online the, the amount of people that were trying to uh, justify the idea of shooting the van guy. I'm just like, well, why did they? Obviously, they should have just shot him. Why, why would they let that guy live? He just ran over a whole bunch of people. They should have just shot him. Oh, there was, and like, was, legal experts from the states who were, like, losing their mind. They said, like, that cop had a moral duty to shoot that guy. And it's like, you're a law professor. Yeah, <laughs> that's... What are you talking about? Ethics. <laughs> ethics, ethics, ethics. So, Drew, what, what is the one shitty day job that you would go back to if you're going to get uh, paid extremely well for If I was getting it? paid uh, for a shitty day job, it would be back at the old Sears Distribution Warehouse. 
which I think got shut down recently out, uh, outside of Belleville, Ontario. I worked there right after I got out of university. I didn't know if I was, like, moving or whatever, and I was just like, hey, get a job, work in a warehouse. It was in the middle of the summer, and uh, there's, like, labor laws about, like, what the temperature can be in your job site. And I think the rule is like 35 degrees for public sector. They have to shut it down. But they just turned off all the thermostats and thermometers inside the warehouse because it was like routinely like 45 degrees because it's just a warehouse full of like heavy machinery with zero ventilation. So you're just sweating your ass off dealing with idiots. And it was a good job when I was working with all the Greek guys in the loading dock. That was fun, but then I got moved over. It's called lot picking, which is where you, like, assemble the orders from the Sears catalog. That part sucked. But if I could go back to just, like, the fucking working on the docks with the Greek guys, I'd be down for that for high pay. <laughs> Everything's always racial with Drew. Working Has anyone else on the that? docks with the Greeks. Yeah, well, no, because, like, they were just, they were great. They had delicious food that they shared, and they called me German Malacca. Yeah. Uh, and Malacca. Yeah. Called me, yeah. <laughs> very fun i still would if i had the choice i think i would probably go back to, i was a a movie theater rusher for a while oh, and that yeah. was a that was a fine gig free I movies have, uh yeah you'd get passes to go you could get passes from your manager to go to other theaters and you could pretty well sneak into your own theater anytime you wanted to yeah. and um i'm trying to think you didn't have to deal with that many shitty customers and then really I mean, I think movie theaters are so much more automated now that you don't have to, like, there's not... I think there is technically a projectionist that's still there, but... I think I they just hit a button. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for the most part, it's just hitting a button. Yeah, I feel like yeah. they probably have the usher be the projectionist now. Yeah. Um, or, well, no, the proje there is a union for projectionists, so I still think that every theater does have to hire one guy to come <laughs> in. Because I don't even know if movies are still on reels anymore. No. no they, get, no. Uh, they get, like, Unless DVDs it's, DRs like, Quentin on, uh, Tarantino. Yeah. 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 Exclusive. Like the Hateful right? Aid in CinemaScope yeah. or something. Yeah. Like that. Out of the Varsity. But uh, other than that, permission. other than that, <laughs> movie theater wasn't, but, I mean, as far as you didn't have to deal with that many shitty customers either. A lot of people, a, a lot of situations when they would come up and they would be bad, you just shrug your shoulders and go, "There's nothing I can do." Yeah, be like, "Okay, all right, we're going on." Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, okay. Uh, if you had to break up with someone and uh, you could choose any method of telling them, uh, whether it was over the phone, a text, a fax, in person, uh, which way would you like to break up with someone? And then the second part of that question is, uh, how would you like that person, that uh, other person, to break up with you? Singing telegram for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're really dumb. Like it'd be so nice. I'm really strong out of the gate there, Jay. <laughs> and then if someone's gonna break up with me, I want them to just do it in person while they show me their boobs. Yeah, or, or I've or, had that happen, and it's banging. The showing the boobs part. It's well, yeah, I was really upset, and she's like, "Do you just like wanna like?" Do you just want to play with my boobs right now? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a good time. It was a good time. And then, by the way, it's over. Soften the blow. A little no, bit. it was like, I'm leaving you. Like, this is it. I'm, I'm blah, 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 blah. I don't want to see you anymore. And then I was up, I was upset. And then she was like, do you just want to play with my titties? And I was like, yeah, that's cool. Whoa. Well, huh. I mean, I guess so. Yeah. How long were you guys together? Oh, we're married. No, I'm just, uh, <laughs> we got back together. So we're back. No, we were together for just shy of two years. Right. That's yeah. Enough Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice. 
honorable. That's a way to go out yeah. for it's sure. A, it's about how you That's pick. You, if you pick a cool person, I found, then it ends normally in a cool way. And if you pick a crazy person, then it normally ends in a crazy way. It's normally how you start dictates whether or not you can see it dictates how it ends. Yeah. Well, there's always that part of you of like if it's if you. If you know there's no possibility of winning the person back, then you're sort of like, why do you even want to do it in person in the first place? Like, if someone's going to break up with you and they've made up their mind, like, unless you want to torture them by crying in front of them or just fucking screaming out loud at them, like, how could you do this? So I, I sometimes just sort of like, well, why why are we even doing this in person? Yeah, I could even, f- I'll just find it out in a text message or something like that. I like the in person. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's certainly more human. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, if you're going to break up with someone... Then I think it's always the noble thing to do to want to do it in person. But um, I can sort of see if, like, if there's no chance of this ever getting back together. It's sort of like getting fired from a job. Like, would you want to get fired over the phone, or do you want your your boss to fire you in person? Always in person. No, yeah. over, the, over the phone. If you can save me a trip, yeah, yeah, like thank you. Even, like, that's come in very like, considerate. Yeah, yeah like, we'll box up your stuff and then we'll mail it to you. Oh. No, yeah. always in person because then you're in control. That's one thing I learned. Not like until they call security. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry about that, Drew. Because before then, you just go, have you seen Fight Club? <laughs> I, I had uh, quit this. I used to work for American Express in their travel department. And so I, I quit as if, like, I just wrote on a piece of paper, like, I quit. And I actually spelled quit incorrectly on purpose. <laughs> like, K-W-I-T. <laughs> like, Here you go. And then uh, they're like, okay. Thanks, Faisal. <laughs> I did my paperwork, and then for some reason, they, like my uh, my vacation pay, they messed up and gave me. They were supposed to give me like six days, but they gave me like six weeks worth. Oh, <laughs> that just got deposited, and then I would get calls from them like, "Hey, uh, we accidentally overpaid you." And I never called them back. No, right? Because yeah, I know I know there's a department that's write-offs. Yeah. So it was this thing where I was like. Fuck you guys! Look, it's it's over. I'll just keep this, keep this for me. Well, yeah, they can't I never, do anything about it. They, they no, can't. no, they. I don't think they could. But no, they I didn't, can't. I didn't. They gave you the money. It's sort of their mistake. Too. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely. Can't be like, you didn't like if you like fraudulently said that that was the amount they owed you. That's they true. Up, they yeah. gave you money. It's they, like if I g- thought I was giving you a five and I gave you a fifty. Like possession, nine tenths of law. It's your it's money like when, now. It's like well, when banks fuck yeah. up and all of a sudden. And why would any of us give that money back? No. Especially it's a job that you just quit. You know? Right. Like, and especially to American over. Express. Yeah. It's not like a yeah. small business. It's a business that literally puts people out of their homes. Yeah, I don't well, think I, four grand was really going to break American Express. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a job. I had a job as a ride operator on the Toronto Island at the their amusement park, and I was fired. And I was called into work, and I had to. I, Taking, I took the ferry ride over there, got into uniform, and at the beginning of the day when the uh, when your boss is telling you what rides you're going to be operating that day, because I remember looking around going like, man, there are a lot of new employees here today. I wonder what's going on. <laughs> and then uh, at the end, everybody went off to their ride, and then the uh, and my boss was like, Dave, can you come over here for a second? And, uh, and then he told me that, uh, I'm really sorry about this, but I have to let you go. And my first thought was like, you could have phoned me at home, saved me a trip. So I got personally nothing out of being told face to face, you are out of a job now. Oh yeah, that but that that sucks. Yeah, well, I mean, I was I was fine with it. I mean, it's not like it was a career opportunity or anything like I've that. I also will say I've never been fired. Never? Oh. No. Oh. 
I, I've quit jobs or like, well, I've never been like, I, I only have been like, I quit one time. And then the rest of it is me just being like, oh, I found another job. But, but it's again, it's the same with girlfriend stuff. If you start working in a shitty job, like there was a period where I wasn't working and I was living on savings. And then it was like, oh, I ran out of savings. I just like ate beans until I found a job that I wanted to do. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than being like, oh, God, I need to whatever. Yeah. What? Uh, but you've been dumped before, so and that so singing telegram, yeah. and that if someone's going to dump up with dump you, then you want them. To I do want it in, it in person. Yeah, yeah. And so, Faisal, where do you stand on uh, if you have to dump someone? How do you want to do it? And if someone's going to dump you, how do you want them I to do it? I think if I'm going to dump someone, I think just a phone call is sufficient. Yeah. Unless she's got some of my shit at her place. Oh, <laughs> the classic. I back in the day, like I had my PlayStation. <gasps> Oh, was still there. So, and I wanted to, but I was like, I went, I grabbed it, put it in my bag, went home. And then, you know, just waited a couple of days. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to, like, break up and then have to go back to see her to get shit. Yeah, that's always tough. Um, and if I, I think if I wanted someone to break up with me, I think just order me a pizza and you can just write a little note <laughs> on the inside be like it's over but it's a deep dish Here yeah go. i would take it on a cake too nice but yeah. just do it in writing we're That's over crazy. yeah yeah and then you have to worry that maybe if the cake's poisonous or something like that oh, Dave. yeah nah, you wouldn't have to be worry so about that. At that point you won't care yeah it depends just, on why they're breaking up with you if you cheated on them don't eat anything or touch anything yeah. no <laughs> don't, don't, uh, don't even talk to a stranger if someone asks you for directions that's a setup no. <laughs> well i would uh, and it's so true if someone's going to break up with you how how would you want to break up with them and, and uh, how do you want to get broken up with well, this is entirely predicated off of a very horrible breakup i had uh it was in my early 20s and i had to break up with her because uh, she turns out she was uh, lying about being a cocaine addict and an escort so that was fun and then when Whatever, I beggars said, can't be choosers, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn dog. <laughs> but so we, we, when I broke up with her in person, because I was just like, you just didn't like lying to me straight. Uh, she lost her shit, and then she just started beating the hell out of my face with her purse, which <gasps> was just filled with what felt like all of the rocks in the universe. And it's that situation of like when a woman's being physically violent with you as a guy, especially when you're young and you've been told your entire life never hit a woman. All you're just trying to do is protect yourself like you can't defend yourself in any sure. way. So people in this coffee shop just had to watch as this crazy fucking Italian woman just wailing on me. With you break bag. out your Sean Connery impression. Yeah, <laughs> I would calm her down at that point in time. I was fine. born I with Pierce you a Brosnan guy, yeah. so. Was this in a small town, or were you in Toronto at this time? This was like right at. This is like yeah. This is like the year I'd moved to Toronto. Okay, so I because I, I was only asking because if it's a small town coffee shop and that happens, then everybody knows what's going on. But Toronto, at least you can just like you know throw a jab and no one will find out. And how long? <laughs> how long were you guys together in this case? We've been together for like five months. Five months, and then how did you find out? Yeah, that's that a she was great an escort question. and cocaine. Well, I'm more interested. In the, were you dabbling in cocaine as well? Did well, you order an escort and she well, this was <laughs> <laughs> And did she show up with cocaine? And I was like, what the you shit? And she's like, what the shit? And I'm like, oh, it's just like the, the fucking uh, the pina colada sauce. Exactly. <laughs> <I was laughs> <about to laughs> We're we are both Rupert Holmes in this scenario. Uh, no, we had met because I was trying to get clean at that point in time, and she was trying to get clean. And um, we'd met at an NA meeting, and... 
which happens quite frequently. Sure. And then uh, it turns out that she was using DNA meetings to both sell, score, and also, like, solicit. So that was weird. Sounds um, like you were dating an entrepreneur. I don't yeah. know what the issue yeah. was with this scenario. Honestly, if you took away like the really violent episodes, yeah, just a self-starter, just a real <laughs> <Yeah>. go-getter, <laughs> just like someone yeah. who's like, "This is what I want. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking sacrifice Respect to get what I want." Respect that hustle, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I, oh, okay. So you're saying that like she was a cocaine addict. Did you suspect her cocaine addiction at any point? Like, were there like, did you go out and there was a lot of frequent like trips to the bathroom well, and she'd come back? Like, and for like the first three months, we were just kind of like really inseparable, and just it's the, it's this weird thing that you have when you're trying to get clean, and if you find someone else who's trying to get clean, you kind of create like a world of two, mm. right? And so it's just like we're gonna get clean together, and like we're gonna push back against all the things that like make us use, and then. Uh, I stayed clean and then things started breaking down after like the three month part which is kind of like when relationships that's like really when the rubber meets the road in a relationship like the honeymoon period's over and that's when you just start letting your guard down and actually showing each other who you really are and then she would just like flake out on dates or uh, blow me off or she'd like only want to meet up like late and I'm kind of like this is like getting (laughs) weird and then I just said like once like are you using again just trying to like do like the no judgment thing like if you're using again we can deal with this because like if you've had moments of sobriety you can get sober again kind of thing and then she like freaked out being like you're against me now too and i was like (laughs) but you know i'm i'm a fucking idiot i'm 23 years old and i'm getting laid regularly so i'm like well i don't want to ruin this and so then toughed it out for like another two months and then found out from a friend of hers that like she'd been hooking again and i was like Ugh. again again was there a moment where you were like again well that's how she got into that's how she got into uh the, the blow was, oh through yeah well she started off she started off working as a hostess at this high-end restaurant in the city that oh, is no longer okay. there and then a guy approached her and said, like, if you ever want to make, like, extra money. And then mostly doing, like, the girlfriend experience with, like, wealthy guys. Oh, that's great. And then it just got really heavy into the drugs and then spiraled up from there. She caught her break, got out a little bit, then went back to the life. And then, yeah, when I was like, I can't, like, I can't do this for, like, the sake of my own sanity, sobriety, and, like, well-being. I can't be with someone who's like this. And then that's when the beating started. Yeah. And then I had to go into work. <laughs> On Monday with like a bruise down the left side of my face and a black eye and they're like, What happened? And be like, Duh. Well funny story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So wait a minute. So how did how did how did you answer this question? If so wait, just based on that phone call. Okay. Just, an <laughs> just a phone call from a burner phone. Yeah. Just fucking phone call. Change address. Already dropped off the last key for the old apartment, moved in, legally changed the name, just straight up. Man, you know, because story it, how you missed out on the one. Because yeah. if there's no cho- if there's no chance of you winning the person back, yeah. you're sort of like, what's the point in having this sort of the face to face, the face to face? So I mean, because like phone call, you at least have the humanity of listening to the other person's voice, so it's not just like cold text. I think text is fine if you're not exclusive and you just had like a couple of dates and you're just like, yeah, I'm just not feeling it. 100%. Yeah, like that's I feel like that's perfectly acceptable if you're like ending a nine-year marriage because the baby died via text like, <laughs> like yeah jesus 
Yeah, and so <laughs> okay. actually, I would do it that way. Too. Yeah. <laughs> what about just skywriting? That'd be great too. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. You saw it. Yeah. Don't blame yourself. Yeah. And then, We're yeah, but both then you'd free. also get anyone else who was like on the fence about a relationship, being like, uh, like, look yeah, up, it's, darling. It's <laughs> over. It's not you. It's me. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. No are you signature. looking? At, where, where are you in the city right now? <laughs> look up in the sky. <laughs> yeah, skywriting would be good. Or I even just think a rock through the window with just it's overwritten on it and yeah, fit, you fun. figure it out yeah. is that a bird it's a plane no it's i don't love you <laughs> yeah, yeah. in fact i don't even like you all right now uh if you had to choose the if you had to be a successful um athlete and, at any sport um and uh which would it be and think of in sort of like both like uh, beginning and post-career and like so it could be baseball player football player basketball I know this one instantly. uh and then even think of obscure ones because i mean everyone can argue about what's considered a sport you can say pro wrestling if you want to or uh, nascar or even darts or um fucking uh i know one for uh i think it was like pete zedlacher wanted to be a european football player because those guys are held up as like just absolute gods, gods and they make them, yeah. they can make crazy money. Make and then you make like Michael Jordan money if you're a tier three player. And then you could go over to North America and you wouldn't be mobbed. You no one would really know who you are. And then you're just you're you're famous where you want to be famous. And, uh, and so so yeah. So who would you who would you choose? Any and think of I'm always always also consider um, the post career as well. Mm-hmm. So, because there's a lot of athletes that have a horrible, like when they're actually doing their sport, it's amazing for them. But then once the uh, once the, the, your time in the spotlight's over with, then you're done, and it can get pretty sad from there on in. I go golf. So yeah, I would go golf too. I I would go golf because you can almost do it almost at any age. Yep. Yep. And no one's ever going to say, man, are you a little too old to be golfing? No, no one's ever going to say that. I don't yeah. like golf. Yeah. But if I was really re- like, I mean the. Tiger Woods idea, because I mean, obviously, if you're putting out this question, you want it like the option of being the greatest is there. I'm assuming. Yeah, you know, you're excellent yeah, at this sport, but um, your body doesn't wear down. You can drink, smoke, like you can be a womanizer while doing it. Nobody takes it too seriously. Well, they'll like break into your house and try and kill you. No one's getting tattoos of your faces on their body, <laughs> but women still find you attractive if you're attractive. I.e., Tiger Woods. Yeah. You have sponsorship opportunities. And like press only cares about you when you're on the course. Exactly. Nobody bothers you. You can do whatever. It sounds just like it just sounds like a great gig. Well, also, once your career is over with, uh, you can do the whole celebrity golf tour mm, thing. Yeah. And then even corporate wise, you, you could just be one of those guys that gets matched up with, you know, like three other businessmen and, and you and you're playing a round of golf with them. And isn't that fun? Give me so. 50K. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I be... hate golf, though. So that's a big problem. Well, yeah, that that's would be a big problem. That's a huge. Problem. Yeah, you'd have yeah, to work around that. You see seven zeros after a number on a check. You'll learn to love golf pretty fucking quick. But Value <laughs> Village, I'd yeah. go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go you back to Value Village. Standards, Jay. <laughs> and, and you'd learn to love golf. It's just my main thing with the reason I pick it is because it doesn't fuck up your body. Like if you look at like. um. 
Like everybody's oh, knees, oh, it, it plays. Oh, golf fucks up your body. Does it really? Golf Not fucks. It fucks up your knees. It fucks up your hips and your shoulders. Okay. Because you're constantly twisting yourself. But not as bad as like football or baseball or basketball, right? Well, it would like it's probably like the same level of like injury as like basketball, but like it's just you no. don't have head trauma. No, what golf? I think your knees, like your ankles? knees get shot in golf. I mean, see, I mean in basketball. Yeah, like Jack Nick, Nick, you ever see Jack Nicklaus in the later years and just walking and his ankles don't move anymore? Yeah, but yeah, he I walks like that... Charles Barkley. Oh, Jesus. So really, it's just the human body's just absolute trash. So I would be a golf success if I could have like electronic knees or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you'd have so much money, you just get stem cells. Yeah, you I don't know. See? I, 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 I'm, I would. I would question the the breakdown of a golfer's body compared to other sports. Well, that's, that's the other thing that's uh, hard to discern too, because whenever golfers retire, they're in their mid fifties, which is kind of when your body really starts breaking down anyway. So it's like mm. my shoulder's bad. I'd be like, was it just always going to be like that? <laughs> yeah, well, I still I'm still the belief that we're only. I think that the human body is only made to be alive till about forty five, fifty. And we've just learned to extend our life just way past what we are. Because think of it. I mean, <laughs> most things like your eyes and your hearing, usually Jeez. you hit your uh, you hit your late 40s and those things start uh, falling apart on you. Yeah. But uh, so, Faisal, what uh, what athlete in any any sport is a NASCAR on, driver, man? Dope. That's pretty cool. That would be OK. But I always keep thinking if you're a NASCAR driver and you do get into an accident, they're always pretty bad. Sure. But uh I I read this in a, in an old school NASCAR magazine. Like the <laughs> worse the crash looks, the better off the driver is. Yeah, yeah. And R- if, why? If, uh, just because I mean, you know, you're spinning so fast. So sometimes you know, like it looks like you know you're doing like multiple spins, but you know, like the drivers just sort of. St- they're like strapped a steel, they're in, and they're yeah. like a steel cocoon, like the roll cage. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Dale, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah, was just was kind of, yeah, just sort of did a missed a turn or something, and then hit the hit the sidewall, yeah. and he was dead. Yeah, because yeah. his head smashed into his uh, yeah. into his windscreen. Oh, right? but what about so, like if the car flips? Because that that's the worst. Well, looking no, because crash. like it's reinforced all the fuck above you, like yeah, you, around you. you. Yeah, it's, it's a roll cage that it's, you're kind of. It's. I think it's. I think the biggest problem they have. It's like when you're going at high speeds and all of a sudden you just stop dead oh, because, because your your inertia mm. just carries you forward. And you're like cracking your sternum or something that on the fucking sense. harness. Yeah. yeah, I think the best crashes would be the one where you you crash and then you roll for a while, yeah. rather than the kind of crashes where you crash and then you stop all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, so it's, it's when the back on. end yeah. just comes up and like goes back. Down. And you're like, oh, that guy's not going to be well. And the NASCAR guys have crazy endorsement deals, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're, like, only your popular in the southern U.S. Like, the trophy that they have a name? Because I'd love to see, like, butt 2018. Well, the fact NASCAR. Sports. Are you not worried about racial basla- backlash? Uh, Just because yeah, That's a the that's outreach. Absolutely, but I think you know. I know. I think that. I think that. Be like, hey, we could introduce this to India. There's a billion people. Be like, what? (laughs) Yes, let's go. (laughs) I think no. I think that would build bridges completely. Yeah, exactly. No, because everyone's sort of like everyone's like, I don't, I don't care who he is. Is he going to win for our team? Well, then that's all right for me. You could have a whole marketing line for T-shirts of guys that says like, I'm a butt man. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, I'm a a butt gal kind of thing, and like that'd be like a little cheeky joke. You could do that well with any sport, really. Yeah. But I think the uh, uh, yeah, it, it would be more. Uh, I guess I could probably do that with stand-up 
you know, get m- m- merch. Like that. <laughs> yeah, just helping Faisal. The, the amount, the amount of butt merch that there is out there. Put the yeah. <laughs> but I'm coming for you, Glenn Foster. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Wait now the comic or the midget? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clearly the midget. We know who's successful. <laughs> the uh, yeah, oh, the amount of butt ties that you could sell after. Uh, uh, yeah, I still have. Uh, it still creeps me out seeing people sell merch after shows, but. Why? Make your money. Oh, no, no. I get it. And I, I totally understand it. But it's just then when you have to plug your T-shirt at the end of the show, that yeah. always seems to be a little uncomfortable. Well, if you don't for have me. a TV show and you want to live and have kids and it's a touring comic. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I, I get it. I guess it's it's still that. Uh, but you would be fine with doing it. N- oh, probably not. Yeah, no, yeah. that's <laughs> why I, I'm not successful now. I, I, I'm working with someone now that. Is selling a T-shirt. Fucking Drew Grav. And <laughs> Drew sells on average at least four or five. He sells them at ten, yeah, get ten on a pop, the right? Train. So that's fifty oh. bucks, just because he has it set up so people are walking. Oh, thanks for the sh- thanks for the show. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll buy one. Do you have an extra medium? Boom. Here's ten bucks. Wow. You know, so it's like a. I, I mean, I don't know if I would. Maybe I would. It depends. I'd have to look at it. Like I feel like touring is so hard now. Steve, when I worked at the Sony Center, Steven Tyler had a meet and greet maybe an hour, 90 minutes before the show. Jesus. And there's only maybe eight to ten people that each paid about four or five grand. I would do that. And you meet him for a couple of minutes and he silences whatever. But that means ten people at, like let's say, five grand. That's 50000 Steven Tyler made in just one hour, not even playing just hanging out. Yeah, not even singing or playing instruments. Well, whenever so. they have those Comic Cons, I know last year at the Fan Expo, you could get your photo taken with Christopher Lloyd and the Back to the Future car, and it was like 75 bucks. And he probably did 8000 Oh, I'm sure he r- raked in crazy money with that. So, so that's yeah, but for every one of those guys, there was like, I played a Zorb on... <laughs> Season three of Star Trek <laughs> Deep Space Nine, you know, and that dude's just sitting at a table. 50 bucks. 50 I, bucks, 20. I know. know at the Hamilton Comic Con they had uh, Balky from Perfect Strangers, which you're sort of like, all right, <laughs> I, I guess, you know. Bronson Pinchot. Bron- yeah, Bronson Pinchot, yeah. yeah. And, um, wasn't, that a s- wasn't Family Matters a spinoff of Perfect Strangers? With, oh, was the dad showed up as the, the cop the on the mom? I think or something like that. Oh, I can't yeah. remember. God, the um, and what was it? The connected universes. Oh, I know what you you're talking about. Right. Yeah. You are right. Yeah. yeah, I think this and the and the um and 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 Danny from uh, the Shining was yeah. at was at the Fan Expo in Toronto once. I saw him there, and <laughs> just uh, like all like fifty and, year old guys. And the, and the two <laughs> sisters that were in the Shining as well. Oh, yeah. The twins. yeah, the twins. Did, um, did they wear the dresses? Like, is that like all they do? Now? And they were, yeah, and they were covered in blood too. Come, come play with us. We're fun now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so NASCAR for Faisal and uh, and and Drew. I'm gonna have to go with uh, very specifically the UK dart circuit. Oh, that's such a good answer. Cause like you watch that on like weird ESPN, TSN on Sundays or Sportsnet on Sundays, and like. The fucking rooms are packed. There's like 3,000 people out to watch you in like a small area. These guys are making 
fucking fist loads of cash hand over fist and they're drunk they're drinking the entire time you just see them they just they throw darts and then some british guy's like oh it was a real good throw and like sometimes it's like he was off the circuit back in 2012 to 2014 because of that prison stint oh no he's up to the <laughs> line and like you can just do whatever you can be in any kind of shape so if you're willing to take care of yourself a little bit your post career is fantastic yeah. your career doesn't end until arthritis gets you sure and like you're what like what do, what is your training just yeah and i guess the, the possibility of injuries is very limited yeah so more likely to get killed in a bar fight than anything else. Yeah, you're more, actually, you're more likely uh, to get hurt either on your way to the venue or leaving the, the venue, venue. <laughs> to then, or, 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 or post-dart yeah. throwing than uh, actually the, during the game itself. And all the, the good those, ones are bald and fat. Yeah. 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 And those guys sell a lot of merch, too. They, sell right? <laughs> they got jerseys. Signing darts. Do they really? Yeah. Oh, I made the wrong choice with golf. I hate golf. <laughs> No, golf is still a solid golf one. Is, golf is solid because golf is like there's a class factor. Yeah, and and and, and there's still I, I still hold true to the uh, no one's ever going to be like you're too old to play this game. Yeah, you know it's like uh, like I've seen some sort of like when when like pro wrestlers fall off the uh, oh, uh, off the main stage and they have to show up on the indie circuit. Oh, Those are particularly yeah. sad because um, no one wants to be Rodney the Ram. Yeah, well, no, oh. you, well, you just get addicted to that spotlight, and you're just like, oh, man, I don't want to leave. You and know? the Vicodin. Yeah. <laughs> you really get addicted to the Vicodin. <laughs> well, did, you, did anyone see the Andre the Giant documentary? Yeah, no, it's I fucking haven't. insane. No, is that Netflixable? Uh, uh, it's 30 HBO for 30. No, it's on, it's on, uh, it's on the movie it. network. Yeah. But, is it? Uh, HBO? Well, HBO did it. Bill Simmons did it with HBO. Okay, yeah. It it's hard to download. It's fucking awesome. It's hard thought, to find. When you were talking about wrestlers from going from the main stage, I thought you were going to say, uh, and you know, and then they're doing a weekend at uh, Yuck Yucks <laughs> or Absolute <laughs> or Comedy Bar or whatever comedy club, and they're on tour. And you're like, that all right. Great. They're, they're, they're I lost another spot to a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I always... At Absolute Ottawa this weekend, a Ken wrestler. Shamrock. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or Mick Foley. Well, the thing is, is there any comic that's getting their uh, fucking... Panties in a bunch over like oh, oh they're taking our jobs. It's sort of like I'm sorry, but those shows do sell out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're their own following. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and and no one's ever going to be like, oh, am I going to go and see like, Ron Bodry or Mick Foley? Yeah. It's like no, it's it's clear it's, people are going to yeah. go and see Mick Foley <laughs> over Ron Bodry any day of the week. People oh, yeah. have seen Mick Foley go through a table. Yeah. And yeah, people and have seen Ron Vaudry posting this stand-up community and be like, hey, does anybody have any spots in these dates? And nobody does anything no. about it. Oh. <laughs> I always want to put... I always a sad campfire. <laughs> I always want to put the ha-ha-ha emoji at the end of that whenever I see someone. <laughs> or my favorite is always when someone posts something and goes, thoughts, question mark, mm. and nobody puts any thoughts afterwards. Or if someone does like, what do you guys think of blah, 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 and go. And then nobody puts anything in there. That's always the... Uh, Oh, please respond to this. Acknowledge me. And yeah. then nobody does. <laughs> it's, we all collectively yeah. shun them like Amish community. Facebook's lo loser algorithm. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go. Uh, here's one. Uh, would you rather be caught... Uh, would you rather be caught urinating outside or uh, be caught buying magazine porn at a convenience store? Wait, oh, can I can I ask who I'm being caught by? Um, let's say it's just someone that you don't want to be caught uh, doing either one with. Doing. I live my life very freely, Dave. 
<laughs> well, then it's totally acceptable to say that uh, I, I would be cool with doing either one. Yeah, Jay's got a bunch of issues of Hustler just fanned out on Dave's coffee, <laughs> coffee table right now. <laughs> paper cuts. Yeah. Paper yeah. Cuts. I have some laminated old copies of High Society in the bathroom. That, uh, I've been caught by a cop while I was pissing outside, and the really shitty thing is is that you you kind of your instinct is to not finish, so you kind of have to have that uncomfortable feeling of stopping the flow. Right. And just kind of turn around and like, what are you doing? And like, I'm just making a phone call. Yeah. And they're just like, okay, go home. So I guess you know what? If I if I had to, I don't want to be caught buying magazine porn by anyone because like the only acceptable answer as to why is like, oh my internet is out. <laughs> like it feels creepier. Like if I walked into my roommate jerking off to in front of a huge t- like television screen to Pornhub, but be like, ah, you're not a human being. But yeah, if I yeah, walked yeah. in and he was like, oh, like doing over a magazine, <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, old what school. The fuck, are you like, doing? Licking the finger to turn the page, you Amish pervert. <laughs> yeah, but there's oh, something about using your imagination. You know, back in the day, we didn't have porn just readily available. You had I to think did. Of, you had the, young, the youngest sport. one yeah, here. No, I did. You had to think about those tits you saw that one time. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the whole th- the whole theater of the mind. You yeah. had to actually use your brain to. You know, and actually looking at it, you're like, oh wow, you know. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I don't care if anyone sees me get porn. See, my my thing, so. I would I would rather get caught buying porn because I could I could think up a, a better excuse for me having to do it in the first place. I could always be like, oh, it's a prop for a movie, or it's a buddy's bachelor I think party that's, or something. Yeah, like or that, I'm, yeah. I'm buying it as a joke or something like that. Yeah. But getting caught like urinating outside, um, that would be. See, I feel like. See, but also at the same time, if you get caught urinating outside or even throwing up outside, it's like. If you if you you're you, you nobody wants to piss outside. It's just because you've just run out of options or places. Yeah, to go. Yeah, that's the whole thing. You make the argument of like just like I'm not happy about this, but fuck, what am I supposed to do? Piss my pants, and then most reasonable people are like, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm happy in both situations. I've made that person think about my dick. <laughs> in both situations, so I'm happy. Left that in indelible mind. dick mark I, on their I, memory. Because also, we I used to go to the video store and go to the su- the swinging doors and get a movie and then walk up to the counter. So there were countless times where I'm just doing the exchange and like I know the girl or it's my sister's friend or it's like whatever. And, you know, and it's not like deep desires. It's like shut up and blow me volume 14 here. (laughs) So, you know what I mean? Like they're just like, oh, you know, crack masters. You you know what I mean? Like they're having to read that. And I'm like, I had no shame on that. Even a receipt would pr- print and they and put you it shouldn't, in your bag. Though. No, exactly. That's just so, so wild to me. I never yeah. experienced that world. I did have a... It was uh, 2009. I had a... <laughs> just picturing Faisal calling me like, uh, yeah, you guys uh, gave me a late charge for uh, Jizz Masters 12? I didn't rent that. I rented <laughs> 1 through 11, <laughs> but 12 wasn't in that. See, day. if that was any situation, I would just immediately pay the late fine. I would not argue <laughs> whether I bought that, rented that or not. I had a, uh, I did have a job at an adult video store for about two, maybe about a week and a half. You preferred it to Future <laughs> Shop, eh? I get it. Yeah, well, there were, there was a lot of time in between each one, but uh, that was always weird because it was sort of like, uh, well, the worst part it was counting the stock of things at the end of the day. Oh. So you had to count all the, all the, all the dildos and all the fucking, all the weird sex tools that were available there, and. Um, uh, and weird sprays, and then you would. What was weird was that like you would get P 
people would just come into the store that were regulars and then just want to lean up against the counter and just hang out and then just talk to the <laughs> like guy. Like it's a fucking coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, basically. You know, how you, you know when you go into like a store, or like a shop, and you could just say, oh, well, this is the owner's buddy. Yeah. And he doesn't have anywhere to go, and he's just hanging out all day. Like appropriate in a record store. Yeah. Or yeah, like a sporting memorabilia shop. store yeah. or something like that. Comic book store is a big one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was always, that was always weird because then... Uh, it was up at like uh, it was like Dufferin and around Dufferin and Eglinton, oh, and the, and it was near a uh, a strip club, and so when my the my manager basically taught me all the ins and no pun intended all the ins and outs of working there, and uh, and he would just get up and he would just go to the strip bar all day, and then so I was working at the store, and so the the regulars would show up wanting to hang out, and they were like, <laughs> oh hey where's uh where's uh where's Armando, and I'm like oh he's down at the Fucking titty bar, and uh, and they were like, "Oh, okay." And then they still kind of hung out for a little while, but then I'm like, "Listen, we don't have this relationship that that you have with the other guys." So, like, I was fucking that new vampire mouth fleshlight, and I gotta tell you, oh. changed my world. And you're just sitting there like, Ugh. <laughs> "This is pre-fresh. This is a uh, pre-fleshlight." Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, that was always one of the because you knew everybody who was renting a video was going home, and it was the weirdest part was when people would rent one in the mid morning, and then come back in the afternoon to return it. It was yeah, clear like they that's... made a copy of it or something like that, and the, or they jerked off to it once, and then they but oh well, I'm not doing anything. I might as well return this. Oh, there's a great old SNL skit about that. It's uh, Rob Schneider's playing a guy trying to awkwardly buy porn at a newsstand. But he's just like, you got, like, Newsweek? And the guy's like, no, we're all at a Newsweek. So, oh, okay. And then Phil Hartman comes on, and he's like, this is Tom. Tom's trying to buy pornography, <laughs> so he can masturbate to it later. We all like to masturbate to pornography. And the whole service is that Phil Hartman will walk in and buy your pornography for you. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> the, uh, so I think I would rather, I would, yeah, I would, I would prefer to get caught uh, buying porn if I had to. I'd say pissing. What, yeah. you, would take, you would take pissing in an alleyway over... Mm -hmm. uh, Right. Well, because, like, there's no, uh, like, unless you're, like, if you're just pissing in an alleyway, then you can make the emergency claim. As soon as someone can see what kind of porn you're buying, and then they start being able to formulate judgments about your sexual picadillos. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what a great word. My, uh, my friend, she was saying she was at this, this dude's place, and they were about to have sex. You know, they're fooling around, and this dude goes to the bathroom and starts taking a piss. And she says, just from the sound of the piss he was taking, that was immediately a turn off. She's like, I'm not fucking that guy. Wait, why? <laughs> why? Just because it, it just sounded like a gross, chunky pee. <laughs> Wait, you know? what? Like it yeah. would stop and like... <laughs> it was just a... It was just one of those torrented... Oh, yeah. oh, that she could hear from the big. other room that, you know, she was just like, this pee doesn't sound... Good or healthy. You know, everyone takes, you know, sometimes you got a, a chunky pee. You've been at the yeah. bar the whole time. Yeah, you've you know? held your piss in so long, your bladder's pressing on your prostate. Yeah. But she just heard that dude pissing. It was like, yeah, I'm like, not doing this. I can see that. Like, if you're wow. not into so piss, that that's a pretty, is poor dude. It's a pretty unsexy thing. It's like, you know, if I you're always, really into someone pissing, you'd be like, oh, why is he wasting it? But, like, if you're not <laughs> into piss play, then no. you're going to be like, ugh. 
I, and I, then also you're thinking about his piss stick the entire time, like it's a freshly pissed. There you go. Even, even even though you know that piss does come out of there, you just like, oh well, you just we used it for that. yeah. 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 The, well, the, my, 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 like, one of my biggest pet peeves is when someone goes to the bathroom and it almost is like they're intentionally trying to make the most amount of noise with their piss. Uh, like they've figured out the acoustics of your bathroom to make the loudest flex. sound. Right. Like they're not even doing the polite. Well, I'll just hit the porcelain part. They're going like for the 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 center of where the water is to make yeah. the most amount of noise that they can. And you're sort of like, listen, I know that you're pissing. I just don't need to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, guys can control that. I mean, women, it just goes straight down. And, I don't really you know. care. Like, if I heard a woman shitting before I fucked her, I'd be like, great, <laughs> cool. <laughs> At least you're empty. Now yeah. I'm gonna fill it. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Very well, relaxed. Game's a game. So, <laughs> I, so, so, where where did we land? So, you, you would rather be caught pissing, caught pissing, and then uh, you would rather be caught. Uh, I'm either or. Yeah, you're you're free either way. But if you had to choose, if I had to choose, what I would want it to be this exact scenario. One time, I was uh, coming back from a bar with my friend, and he started pissing on a door in an alley and then a woman opened it oh. and he couldn't stop and continued pissing in the door and on her and he was just like i can't turn it off <laughs> <laughs> i want to be that and she was like no she was a nurse though so she was like i understand like it was so it was a great uh, it was just a good day probably not he was peeing on a hospital or it was um uh like one of those labs where they uh like it's, it was attached to like a walk-in clinic and then right. the lab so, runs like, at night testing, doing stuff yeah, yeah. And so, Faisal, where did we uh, where did we land with uh, yourself? I'm gonna say I'd rather not be caught pissing. Okay. Just there, there was this girl um, I, we dated very shortly. This was our first one of our first nights. Like I'm going back to her place where I thought I was because halfway through it, she's like, "I really have to take a piss." She's looking around, <laughs> and she just pops a squat like on the street. <laughs> And it was I was horrified, horrified and mesmerized, and it sort of turned on. But I was like, "I'm gonna go home." It's a huge. Wait, 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 she didn't go behind something. You no, saw the stream. Just, like, yeah, she's like this little storefront. She just she was just cut, like, "There's this like is a little nook." In here, is this God bless the Yeah, we hadn't even done anything, but I was just like, "Oh wow, you're a really cool chick." But I realized like I'm not. I can't pee in public. So that's oh like, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not I, well, you figure that if a chick can pee in public like that, then she's, she's probably she's like, down. well, you, then she's probably cool with a whole bunch of other things. Yes, too. Yeah. In fact, because she was. Like, yes. And then the moment that she refuses to do something that you'd be like, hey, didn't you pee in public? So why yeah. is this weird for you? <laughs> but I would think uh, I've I've had I've, I've seen that with girls where at least I, I knew a girl that once that she she ran into a parking lot and then just went in between two cars and I could see her just sort of kind of semi sort of squat down and I knew what was happening and then got back up and I was like, oh, hey, that's pretty cool. You're comfortable with doing. Sh what was she yeah, doing? Was she fishing her watch? No, <laughs> <laughs> she was definitely peeing. That's so dumb. <laughs> Did you ever try to think of just nothing? Yeah, pretty hard, isn't it? Yeah, something always keeps sneaking in there. All right, all right. There we go. That's another episode uh, out of the way. I don't know. That's how I look at so many comedy gigs I do. Just let's get this shit out of the way. Uh, but uh, that was a fun episode. Uh, three great guys. Uh, Faisal Butt, Dre, Jay Freeborn, and Drew Graff. Uh, you can find Drew Grab, like I already said, at uh, 
uh, at Drew Grab on all platforms. Just type in Jay Freeborn to any search engine. And uh, I am FaisalButt.com. That's to get in touch with those guys. And uh, I believe I already said how you can get in touch with me. Um, but uh, please um, subscribe to No Wrong Answers. Um, we have another sh- episode coming out very soon. And uh, that is with uh, Brian Hope, um, Fohat HP, and um, Dave Hudson. Uh, I recorded that while I was in Kingston. So you can check out that episode. And uh, please, so uh, go to iTunes, rate, subscribe, leave a comment, and um, and, uh, and, and and please, it uh, really helps out. So um, hope you had a good time listening, and uh, tune in next time where there will be uh, lots more questions and no wrong answers. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye.